0: all, in. and welcome back to Highly Invested. I am Richie Green, joined as always by my friends who are the best, Betsy Gonder and James Daffert. We're recording out here in Jersey, uh, so now we are officially... Uh, Tri-State podcast You know, we hit New York And then we went up to Connecticut And now we are in Jersey We are ready to take over the Tri-State
1: area On quite a journey, must say
2: I noticed that specific change from best friends To friends who are the best
1: Yeah, that was I I don't know how I feel about that Two things can
0: be true at once Two things can definitely be true You know, just like to spice it up This is a spice of life language I always say that I say that every day All right, let's moving on (laughs) You say that every day? (laughs) literally literally just say that every day um, to people joining us for the first time, why? Uh, you should start from the beginning, because we're a couple chapters in now, so I don't know what you're doing here. But in case you don't remember, this podcast will be divided into spoiler sections and non-spoiler sections for listeners who are reading Brandon Sanderson's Cosmere novels for the first time. Today, we're going to be covering four chapters, because uh, one of is a little tiny. Uh, so we're going to be reading chapter 18, 19, 20 and 21 and uh we'll be uh, diving in having a nice long discussion about
1: each of these it's gonna be fun richie people could like have just found this podcast when they're on these chapters and so jumped into this that's why they could join well
0: I, at this point i imagine they have paused and gone back to listen to the other ones because Maybe as we'll start the whole read through over because again. they're having such a fun time yeah exactly
2: downloading all our episodes downloading and all the episodes the podcast
0: exactly So, uh, how are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, this was uh, the longest short week in my career. I feel like Um, it was just it was it was all good work. It just fifty hours in a four day week was a lot, but good all around. It
0: is it is awesome.
1: Uh, Happy Pride weekend to to everyone out there. We got a couple parades going
0: on uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, We got our beers open here. Uh, Dapper was kind enough to go pick up a couple IPAs for us.
2: Shout out to Brooklyn Brewery. Uh,
1: that's the only that time we're going to see. that. An not an ad for paying bro- us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, they it don't have to not- pay us for us to show <laughs> <laughs> our show our respect. That's true.
0: We did talk about we were going to Two Roads uh, Brewing that's Festival a good point. last right. episode. And
1: you're wearing it, Two Roads <laughs> sweater well, right now. No one sees that, but the two of you.
2: Yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun weekend. If anyone wants updates from. That little trip that we did on the road to Connecticut.
0: Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the pool. Yeah,
2: There was a um, watermelon eating contest. We oh, spent yeah. a lot of time in the pool. Um, one of the bands was giving out elf hats. So we were running around. Gnomes.
0: Gnome, Gnome, hats. Hats. Gnome hats. They were like <sighs> gnomes. Yeah, Betsy and our friend Emily were running around looking like little gnomes. And we took a couple pictures and they got a couple that looked like an album cover. So I made, mm-hmm. I made an album cover for them, you know, put a little parental advisory sticker on the bottom left. <laughs> it looks
1: awesome. All roads lead to Nome. Oh, that all was Rhodes it. Yeah. Lead to gnome.
2: I went through a
0: couple of different puns to go with, but I I landed on all roads lead to Nome. Big fan of that yeah. one. Yeah.
2: That was a good weekend. It's nice to get out of the city.
1: Good yeah. weekend sesh.
0: Very good weekend, uh, Sesh. What ties
2: it all together is the podcast.
0: Yeah, and we did it on the road. And we are, I guess this isn't the road because this is Betsy's home. So now we are in the lovely city of New Jersey. Betsy, what is the New Jersey motto? The city of of New New Jersey. Jersey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The city of New Jersey. Jersey City.
0: What, what? What's a what's the Jersey motto? Bets since you better live here. Better
2: bagels, better pizza.
0: Better bagels, better pizza. That is the Papa John's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is podcast sponsored. And that for is Papa definitely John's. not an ad. We don't yeah. like Papa John's.
2: Richie and Dapper crossed two rivers to get here today.
1: So. Yeah. Oh, that's where we were at the brewing company last year. Or last Wait. year. Jesus, well, <laughs> it's been a long week. Okay. These beers. <laughs> All right, no more for you, dude. Oh my God, it's two roads, not two
2: rivers.
1: (laughs) Okay, are you good, dude?
2: Two rivers. Yes, I'm
0: very good. All right, so let's uh, dive in to the first chapter that we're going to cover today. It is chapter 18, The High Prince of War. So this one, there's a lot of politicking going on here um but you, we have we open up with adeline he has he, it seems like he's on some sort of a date uh but he's using it to go inspect the saddle that was cut um or at least the saddle that elo believes was cut uh and the date is not very happy the date is janala um and it's kind of like comedic that he's like walking around trying to basically be like adeline holmes here, uh, inspecting on what happens, uh, he finds out that it was cut, but we're not sure if it was cut by some sort of weapon or if it was just natural wear and tear that had led to uh, Elokar falling off of that horse. So then we cut a Dalinar. Um, he's talking to several scribes, um, and he makes a promise to Renarin that he is going to get him a shard blade and shard blade. And they were going to continue his training, even though he has some sort of a blood weakness. that they, they describe it as a blood weakness. So we don't know what that means, but we know that Renarin isn't really a fighter. And to Alethi, that's a kind of a big deal. But there are other ways to serve, uh, I guess, the Almighty, as, as they describe it. Uh, so then Adeline seeks out uh, one of the Ardents, which is like one of the religious figures, who uh, Kadash. Who was previously some sort of a warrior or fighter, and has uh, turned over a new leaf it seems, and has become very religious. And they discuss Dalinar's visions. I believe this is this is definitely a it's a build up chapter I would say, right? Because uh, it's just all you know, everyone's just talking, and it, it definitely leads up to what is happening at the end here. Uh, but before we get to that, Dalinar visits Elokar. They discuss a little bit. Elokar continues to doubt. Dalinar's resolve around uh avenging Gavilar and uh and the vengeance and and uh, living up to the vengeance pact and Dalinar makes a great suggestion that Elokar appoint him as the high prince of war and Elokar says he will consider that but I guess this really does build up to just the ending here which is where it gets very exciting where I was like because I, I honestly I was like tuning out a little bit but then I get to this ending part and I was like I need to know what happens in the next in this next chapter. Dalinar meets up with Renarin, and they're intending to ride back to the camp. However, before they can get there, a high storm is rolling in and rolling in fast. They're forced to take shelter in one of their own barracks with a bunch of the servants and the soldiers. And they get inside, and right as they get inside, the storm hits. Dalinar hopes it's not going to happen this time, but it does. He is sent into a vision, and that is Chapter 18.
2: That was a great summary. summary. There is a lot... There was a, a lot, lot happening. There. there were a lot
0: of names and stuff too. Yeah. It was a lot of politicking, i Very say. much a
1: world-building chapter yeah, one of my notes. Yeah, for you know, sure. A lot of names. This is what's going on. We learn about the hierocracy right. a little bit more history. A
2: lot of like building, understanding the relationships between some of these characters and Dalnar's world.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that you even used the word. This was a, a lot of politicking in this chapter because I I like that word.
2: That seems like a word you would like. What is what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was just a lot of I mean it, it was it was Adal- I, I also noticed that Adolin and Dalin are sharing chapters. Um but it, and it's 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 interesting cuz uh Adolin is always thinking of his father and his father's legacy. And you can tell he's, like, living in this idea of what Dalinar used to be. And so that's why their their chapters are kind of, like, tied together. And it always begins with Adolin reflecting on his father, and then it cuts to what his father is actually doing. It seems to be happening every time.
2: Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't even connect that, but that's
1: a really good point. You always have Adolin kind of going through how he's worried about his father and the visions and, and how he's becoming, like, a coward, but he's not really. And then we get to Dalinar kind of doing that in a little bit.
2: Right. It's interesting though. Cause I feel like even though Adeline is concerned about what's going on with his father and his father's appearance by the end of this chapter, I kind of felt like Adeline was the only one really in his, in Dalinar's corner. Right. Like, especially the conversation he had with Ella is just so palpable. Like the real difference in their viewpoints, like, Elrond was just not understanding where Dálinar is coming from. When he's trying to think about different ways to approach the war, different ways to approach getting vengeance, the action the actions he takes to show Elrond that he is trying to protect him, he does care about him. Like none of it is like ringing true to Elrond. Like they're totally missing each other. And I feel like the like Dálinar would say something, and then Elrond would be like, "Well, that's just like what." My dad said before yeah, he, keeps he died. keeps brushing him off, like, and this is so, so annoying. It's so frustrating. It's so annoying. Like, at least Adeline is trying to understand.
0: Yeah, and it's like, Elokar also, it's like, dude, how, like, once again, this is the man who cut, caught a chasm fiend for you. Chasm. God damn it. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs>
2: Let's just all vote to say chasm. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't like that. It would
2: no. be easier
0: if you guys changed. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> So let's consider all possibilities. <laughs> but yeah, this is the guy who literally caught a chasm fiend with his, with his hands for, to save the king. How could Elkar still question this man's resolve? It's, it's just idiotic. It's yeah, really idiotic.
1: We, he sees that, and then days later... He hears the horns for there to be a chrysalis and another gem heart. And it's, I don't know how he figured it out by how the horns. Oh, you're talking about Adolin. Adolin yeah, Adolin yeah. Hears that. He's yeah. always thinking that. But then he hears the horns, like, oh, that's close. We could go. Let's listen for another horn to see if we go. And then, nope. Another just confirmation to him that, you know, the Blackthorn is just continuing to disappear and disappear. It's, it's not the a a legend that remember. Exactly. It is a legend. Right. He's not who he was.
0: So uh, also, uh, we learned that the strap. Well, it was actually cut, but we still don't know. We don't know if this is just Hello Car. Do you think
1: it was the leather workers?
0: I don't know. It, it's like, I didn't even
2: consider that.
0: It's just weird because like, it keeps going like Adeline questioned or Hello Car squinted. And it, I feel like I'm hearing like music that's just like, ee! Like every time they like mm-hmm. suspect someone, but
1: that was not music. That was just a, that was just a high pitched screech.
0: Well, well, it's all subjective, isn't it? <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> to your point about whether
2: it was the leather workers or not, I did kind of feel like Adeline was giving a lot away in this chapter, like
0: to the leather workers to
2: them, and then also, I mean, I don't know. I think they did talk about him having a really close relationship with this priest. I forget what his name was, but Kadash. Kadash, but he kind of. I feel like. Kaddish. Or like just really sharing a lot of information and this seems like very sensitive topic right
0: like if this was a gossiping society which all like I feel like all communities can be right they're going to spread word or maybe Kadash's can be trusted but they're going to spread word that Elokar is suspecting something some treachery you know in the works
1: yeah i mean he literally brings a date to an investigation yeah like, yeah imagine if a, d- a detective was going to like interview a witness and he just brings his, his date. Also (laughs) when,
2: um, Dalinar is talking about how the people that he really trusts the most, probably other than his own family is the scribes who are the wives of like soldiers that are high ranking officers. And I just feel like it, it was interesting in this chapter, how many people like, like there's eyes and ears everywhere and right. he's kind of has to pick who he trusts and there's a lot of information going around and I feel like it is just increasing that paranoia around um, like what's going on with Elekar and then also like how are people viewing and receiving the shift in Dalinar right. and stuff well,
0: like that. Well, may- maybe, maybe this is another comment on how Alethi are though. Maybe they aren't very like, I guess, subtle would be the word and they're very warlike. yeah so maybe that's why even Adolin can't really like be like sly as a detective trying to he's more just straightforward like do you think someone cut this strap a person like with a knife (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like they don't understand how to how to how to do this part of the job especially him
2: that's a good point he
0: thinks about dueling constantly you know he's he's not a cop He even he's
2: thinks a, about the
1: fighter. like the outfits too. It was one of my notes. The amount of just outfit descriptions we get in this chapter was lot. insane. Dalinar right. keeps thinking about it. And every so time. does Adeline it's every <laughs> yeah, time.
0: It's really interesting. It, I
2: made a note of that too. I was really curious like what I was trying to imagine in my head what all the descriptions meant. And like when they're talking about the high collar, I was picturing like a Shakespearean yeah, collar. Yeah, they talk about frills. Like, like frills and yeah. stuff,
1: too. It is. I think it's kind of meant to be a little bit like that. And then the the vest, when it keeps saying the buttons going up the side, initially I thought it meant like the, the actual side of your body. But, you know, in images that you can see, and I would advise everyone to go look, it's really like like a suit jacket kind of thing where you have sometimes buckets going, or bu- buckets, buttons going up parallel to each other in like the very middle of your body. It, it seems like it's looking like that.
0: Yeah. Um, also another, another interesting point of this chapter was, uh, they, they spoke about call having your own callings. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. I was confused
2: about that. I was hoping for an explanation.
0: Uh, I, I mean, I really, I honestly don't remember any about this. I didn't, anything about this. It just seems that, that part of this like religion culture is this idea that, well, it sounds nice at first, right? It's all like, oh, you do your best, you pick a profession, you know, tribute, a, a tr- an attribute of the Almighty, a calling or a glory. Right, you work hard at that profession, and you'll be sent to basically what is Valhalla, right? That's their version. Tranquiline of the, the, halls, yeah. The Tranquiline so, halls. All that sounds nice, right? But then it goes, um, but it works better if you're light-eyed. That's literally what it says. It goes, if you're light-eyed, though, the better your blood is light-eyed, the more innate, innate glory you had had already. Huh, like what? I
1: know.
2: It also seemed like there wasn't a lot. It was like strange for people to change their mind about their calling. Right. like there wasn't Not a lot unheard of room of them. in the stratified society.
0: God, God no. I'll be honest with you, I yeah, was just I was just about to say it. I thought I was going to give it God. right there because I was just about to say it too. It's going to lose all meaning by the end of this. <laughs> it's going to be one of those
1: words that just like Doesn't, totally loses it. Yeah.
0: But it, it is a very weird society, is what I'll say. That they have to like pick callings and stick to it. And what was Dalinar's? I forget. What I don't know if you guys wrote it down. It's a, leadership. Goes, it is leadership. But like I don't
1: think they say that in this one yet. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, but we, have, we do get Adalyn's, which is dueling. Dueling. That is his okay. calling. So I can explain this a little bit. So think of them kind of like jobs, but given to you by God. And the oh, better you oh, are at I completely at get it now. <laughs> But the better you are at that job, the likely you are you are to go to heaven. And then each job is kind of ranked by importance. And the number one is being a soldier, very warlike people. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, the second one is being a farmer. Uh, but then it continues going down more and more and more and more. But they have everything from being a priest to being an artist. Like that is actually... Uh, a scientist, which is what Shallons is, if you remember correctly. It's um biology or something like that, if if you think Wait,
0: where does surgeon fall in that? You think that's high?
1: I uh, I honestly have no idea, but it's probably somewhere below being a soldier, below being a farmer. Oh, for sure, for sure. But higher than being an artist, would be my guess.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yes. I feel like that'll probably be explained more as we read on yeah it
1: will but i definitely do want to focus on the first kind of confirmation of another important piece of history that will come up a lot right the hierarchy yeah and this is the whole idea actually let me let me take it back a little second the best way i can relate to this is pre-martin luther catholic church 100 percent. you lost me what come on <laughs> <laughs> Betsy, what, yeah, yeah, like the, no, no, the, the, I, I, get, I get. What I get, do
2: get, they nail to the doors? The, of the ninety-five church? theses. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: Basically, the church has ta- took over all of the power and tried to really seize it, and they did it by corruption and, and hiding the secrets and, and Wait, pretending. that actually
0: helps us get into uh, transition to another point of this chapter too, which is that the pre uh, could, when Adeline was talking to the um, priests, they mentioned this past like moment in history where the priests kind of try to take over and rule. yeah the
1: hierarchy right
0: and uh what did they do how did they what was oh oh they used visions they used visions and prophecies to claim that they were i guess like getting it from the almighty mm-hmm. and then i guess how did i don't know how they figured out they were lighting, but somebody called the sun maker or sun raiser the sun
1: maker it was the first king of
0: so the first king of Alethkar, I guess, tortured them or somehow got them to admit that they're not, that these prophecies were lies. And now it is incredibly taboo to claim to have visions or to see the future or to have prophecies or anything like that, which further leads is also another good transition into
1: what's about to happen. Absolutely. And that whole prediction thing, too, that's a somewhat callback to Yalb and Shaolin when he's cheating. At the uh, at the gambling outside of the Palineum in Carbranth, and Shallon's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you'd like you'd know you'd win." That's like really unholy, right? That's right. what this is it's referring like to. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's basically any kind of mysticism is meant to disappear, and so you get a calling. If you do that calling, you get more glory. The more glory you have, the likelier to go to the Tranquiline Halls, yeah. where the heralds are still fighting the Voidbringers.
2: It's probably not quite connected, but it did make me think about that conversation that Dalinar has with Rennerin, pronouncing that the way you guys want to pronounce Renarin. that. Nailed it. Um, where he kind of has this moment where he f- sort of understands his son maybe a little bit more and wants to give him the opportunity to be more of a soldier than he's given him the opportunity. So what do you what do you, what do you think his blood
0: weakness is? What do you think that means?
2: I mean, I don't really know. I feel like most like medieval type
0: like it could, fantasy it novels could just be a name for something that's, that we already like know exists.
2: Hemophilia, yeah. Or There's always a character with that. And I was like, thinking,
0: I was thinking, I was thinking seizures, but I don't I was know. seizures too. Yeah, it would because that
2: was because that was a thing that a lot of like royal people had back in the day, right? Right. Because of
1: because of what, Betsy?
2: Like. Inbreeding.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you think Renoran's inbred? No, but are <laughs> you I'm, I'm, even, what? I'm saying in like,
2: like I feel like most stereotypical like fantasy. Medieval style books where it's there's a royal family. There's always like someone who has some sort of blood disease Like I feel like that's a trope because well, it's it is. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah.
0: Absolutely. But it is it is funny though because you you, you described it as like medieval But we never really talked about how we see this setting because sometimes I do see it as Like hot fantasy medieval horse riding sword fighting, but then Dalinar gets sent back to what that what we thought that was cuz he looks at people with like not to you know go to the next chapter already but he gets sent back to like oil lamps and like like shacks and stuff and i feel like that is the medieval fantasy thing mm-hmm. that but we don't know when that is
1: years ago is yeah, really yeah. the only vibe we can get but we'll get into that chapter but it, uh, the only thing i want to bring up the last thing that i think is going to be pretty important maybe the parshendi have shards The Prashendi have shards. The Prashendi have have shards. They have shard bearers. They got shard blades, shard plate. Pretty wild.
0: Um, Another thing is Dalinar is a bad liar.
1: He's not good. So yeah. El- Elokar,
0: Elokar turns him and goes, like, do you think I'm a good king? And I could literally hear Dalinar going,
2: what? No.
0: What do you mean?
2: You're a great
0: king. I like,
2: felt like he was being honest there.
0: Uh, you but know what? That's true. Dalar doesn't seem like a liar. Right? No, no. I don't lie. think you're
2: wrong. I just feel like it's interesting how... I
0: think he convinced himself somehow like, that Elokar is a good king.
2: Yeah. In his like, own way. I feel like I read it as, like... I feel like he cares a lot more from Alec for Alucard than Alucard realizes. Yeah, and and Dalinar being someone from Alethi society isn't always great as, like, at expressing it. Um, so that was like a moment. Yeah, but-
0: and, and Dalinar is Dalinar is very. I want to. I don't want to say mature, but he's clearly different from the rest of the Alethi at this point, because when Alucard rudely says, "You'll protect me like you protected my father." He Elricar is surprised that Dalar didn't just cut his head off at that point, right? Elricar's like, "I'm, you're weird for that one, dude."
2: Right? He like would have respected him more for if doing he, something. If
0: he would like have attacked that. him, yeah. 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 When when, for when cutting right. his head off, <laughs> <laughs> I respect you, <laughs> <laughs> Elricar. Not of approval as his head rolls. <laughs> but seriously, that's what he would have expected, and then Dalar instead takes those words to heart and is like, "Yeah, you're right." So he he he's just different from the rest of them.
2: The other thing I wanted to bring up with Dalnar, there was like this one moment where they talked about his wife or his past relationship. Um, we don't like learn too much about it.
0: Yeah, I have that here too. But it
2: does feel like it's still really weighing on him. And it was kind of interesting. It wasn't said outright, but I couldn't tell if it was more like a metaphor or if he actually does not remember her.
0: Yeah. I, I think I have what you say. It would say something like Dalinar's wife was gone. vanished. Like there's from a his hole
2: mind. in his memory. Yeah.
0: So is he like just dramatic?
1: Like blocking it out kind of thing. Yeah. That's a good question. Anyway.
2: The last thing I had, the last thing I had is I was wondering if you could explain to me the high prince of war.
1: Yes, so the easiest and why, way
2: why they're doing this?
1: okay, yeah, sure. I don't think I think, that's I think it was question. all in
0: the chapter, really. Yeah, it was agreed. explaining that it was like an old thing that they used to do, and they used to give these princes like these titles and then they should just bring it back because but by giving them a title, they're giving them power over other high princes. but by also giving them titles, you're giving them the need to cooperate. And compete for these titles as well. So, it's so just why would one. it
2: benefit? I was trying to think about it. Like, I understand why it would benefit Dalinar's point of view to be made High Prince of War, but I didn't understand why Elicar would think it was a good idea.
1: He doesn't really think it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah.
0: Well, he probably just likes the word, word "war" is in it. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. Like, he 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 literally just I think likes the idea that Dalinar is focused on the war, and to be High Prince of War means your goal is to fight, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to unite people to fight.
2: And maybe he likes the idea of Dalinar focusing on right.
0: that. Right, and more. Dalinar already has like his people everywhere. He's trying to set the codes everywhere. Um, he wants everyone to fall in line. He critiques people's clothing constantly. because Oh, are got over and over again. Right, so it's clear that you know he wants more control over the situation in these Alethia war camps. And unless you're the king, I guess the other way is just to be
1: labeled some sort of high prince. Think about it like the cabinet. You got the Secretary of Defense. That equals the High Prince of War, right?
0: Probably the best way. And you got mahogany cabinets. There's like redwood cabinets. There's a bunch of cabinets, and you don't know what you're gonna pick until you get into the kitchen and figure out what's going on. Uh, Am I helping or?
2: You guys.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, dude, Rennerin wears glasses. <laughs> yes, that's true. Rennerin does wear glasses. <laughs> it says Rennerin's spectacled eyes were wide with the concern. Spectacled. He, he's, he's more McLovin than we thought. <laughs> <He's more laughs> as, 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 Wait, point. glasses don't
1: equal McLovin.
0: No, no, of course, of course. Because you wear glasses, Good. as we know, Dapper. Yes,
1: exactly. As the fans know. Well, I do also have a beard for a reason that I don't look like McLovin. But moving on. Uh, any other last-second chat? Well, we can Some leave thoughts.
0: it at this. Dalinar walks into this shack with a bunch of people, and it's almost funny. He goes, perhaps it won't happen this time. And you could just see that he just, like, faints. <laughs> but I'm- Yeah,
2: I feel like it's we can cut it there
0: (laughs) okay so i feel like it's
2: i was thinking about like when the avatar goes into the avatar state but he can't control it and he's like it's not gonna happen and then he gets angry and he's like it's happening
0: (laughs) and that and that leads us to uh chapter 19 star falls
1: seconds after dalinar passes out in a barracks full of his own men he is transported to a barn in the middle of the night with only a small girl for company Confused as all hell, he starts chatting with the girl before a a super weird creature bursts through the wall. Dalinar immediately resorts to his warrior abilities and fends off the creature from the girl and himself before running back to the farmhouse not far away from the barn. He bursts in to find a middle aged woman, supposedly his wife, the girl his daughter, and speaks to her briefly before another wildly weird creature breaks in through a window this time. Dalinar grabs the nearest weapon he can find, a fire poker, steps into his swordsman stances and successfully beats off the creatures. Trying to get away, Dalinar takes his quote-unquote wife and daughter to a nearby river, intending to go back to the village to defend the village once they're safe. That is, until him and his new family are surrounded by these creatures, and suddenly what looks like a falling star slams into the ground near him, and a man and woman in shard plate appear. Dazed but amazed, the people in plate save him and his family from certain death. The vision and chapter ends with Dalinar having a conversation with the same voice that he apparently always hears in his visions, who offers very little help besides insisting on one thing unite them. What a chapter. This was this was
0: exciting. This Where felt it, like a movie scene. Right. Like really like you could like Basically, it's like when, it's like what you when you're watching Game of Thrones, and then like, this episode is like kind of more talking and talking. And this is that that ending of Dalinar getting into the shack was a cliffhanger, and then this was the payoff because because the last episode we're talking about Dalinar, we're talking about his visions, we're talking about if it's blasphemy, we're still wondering if it's true, right? And now we finally get to see what he sees.
2: One thing. This doesn't really relate to the chapter, but more the feel of, like, this new world that he's entered into. Did either of you guys watch The Wheel of Time? Yes. I was totally picturing those scenes where those monsters are attacking the villages. Yeah, like, like the first that episode? really felt like what this moment was. I've never,
0: I've never watched The Wheel of Time. I, I don't even... I know that Brandon Sanderson helped finish the books. Wheel of Time, but I, never, I didn't even realize it was a show. Was it a yeah, show?
2: there's a show that came out last year and there's a really similar Oh shit, it came out last like, year scene yeah. like scenes to this. And I that's what I was picturing in my head, like those creatures and all of that. That's
1: a really good way to connect it. I mean, these creatures are a little weirder. They're kind of like silky black and like starry and six legged and fluidy he even says he kicked one and it's like way more like liquidy than he expected right. it's like yeah. kicking a bag
0: this was this was really cool like but also scary you know we've had our nightmares there. yeah but this is incredible yeah. and he's like so in the body like of this person
2: i've ever thought about
1: yeah he takes over for someone yeah. else he takes over a body. It is so funny that his he really
2: just rolls with it, too. Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny because he's
0: like, at a certain point, he's like, "Why am I doing this? I know it's a vision. I know that I'm really on the floor right now in front of rennerin and, and servants and soldiers. And yet he still feels compelled to to fight and to save the his this child. And, and, and his wife or I guess the vision of someone else's wife his vision wife his vision wife I
2: feel like that really connects him and Calden It's this like instinctual need to like immediately snap into action like that moment when he was like, okay, like I'll get the girl here and then I'll return to the village and I'll rally a group and then he's kind of like what am I talking about yeah. like, this <laughs> is just a it's, vision It's
0: incredible He really does lead like he really does live up to his calling it, uh, which is leadership. Right, Because he immediately takes charge it and is trying to find a way to keep everyone alive and figure out what's going on at the same time. So his mind is working like over time, the minute he's placing this. even the, And also thinking about the fact that it's not real at all. So he's trying to think about the meta of it while also surviving it. It's, it's, it's incredible. And I thought it was hilarious when he goes, get the girl, woman. <laughs> and, and she's what do you like, mean girl? What are you talking? Girl, and woman. am your wife.
2: She's like, when have you called me woman?
0: Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Um, also, he, he falls into what is called smoke stance. Um, the description of it reminded me of fencing. Because um, it said one foot was forward, one was back, he was kind of, and he was pointing at the heart of his enemy. So it, it sounded a little bit like he was uh, fencing there. But my boy Dalinar put him in work in these visions. Oof.
2: It was such a inter- like crazy moment when he realizes that wherever he is, they don't have stormlight, or maybe they haven't understood how to harness it yet. Yeah. What the hell and does then, that mean? Like there's no kind of conception of what soul casting is or anything like right, that. Cause, she, Cause
0: he goes, take me to a, a, a cave or a man-made structure, out of rock or whatever. And she's like, what do you mean man can't make structures out of rock?
1: You can't yeah. dig a hole in rock. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was like, it was like,
0: it was a clear exposition on Brandon, Brandon Sanderson's part where he's shoving in, uh, a little bit of that, and he does more of it towards the end of the chapter too. Um, but definitely, like the oil and the fire, the fact that she's like, "Man, man, don't make rocks like that."
1: Man, don't make rocks like
0: that. that. It's literally what, I'm li- reading the quote right now, man. Brandon, <laughs> don't Brennan, make rocks like that. This is like some early J.K. Rowling shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, this is like book, this is Sorcerer's Stone writing here. He It's, it's interesting too.
2: Like you can tell he's so like disenfranchised with this war that's going on in his timeline because I feel like we haven't seen him like this empowered to like fight and protect and really like be living in that part of himself that maybe Adeline so desperately wants to see right yeah
1: well minus the chasm chasm fiend thank you that was the only real moment Mm
2: -hmm. but other than
1: that we hear so much about him being amazing and then they saw well, it for like a very split second. Right.
0: It seems like it's, it seems that to fight to protect is comes a little bit more easier to Dalinar now than just fighting to fight, which once again is very unalefi light of him. Mm-hmm. So we, we can tell that he is not the Blackthorn that he used to be.
1: But he can be. He just, and he feels this, this thrill. He keeps coming up every time that there's a little bit of fighting, kind of capital T. It's just. Part of, I guess, this Alethi ability and why they're so warlike. They can just, they want to fight. He says he feels
0: alive, too. It says he feels alive and when he when he's, you know, getting into the combat. It, I, I thought it was hilarious. Also, you think Taffa, you think safe hands are a thing? Because he doesn't even mention if Taffa's wearing a safe hand or not.
1: I don't think so. Yeah.
2: I thought it was funny this that... This is probably pre right. they taught Because getting into, like, what we're about to get into... I'm assuming that's the night's radiant.
1: Good guess, Betsy. Maybe.
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny because he's like, uh, at the end, God, this is so intense. But at the end, like, he's covering the little girl and they're like slashing at his back. And he's like, why are you showing me this? He bellowed into the night. Like, why must I live this vision? It, I thought it was so funny if you just like cut to him probably in the shack. And he's just on the floor screaming that. And everybody's just there silently staring at the king's uncle. You know what I mean? Just like yelling that on the floor.
1: One of the most famous warriors of 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 history. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was
2: kind of the way I felt at the very end of this chapter where it kind of like, it's such an epic moment, but then it's just like, oh, wait, he's just like writhing on the floor in front of his own soldiers. Right,
0: right. and And luckily in this vision, he is saved by these people coming from the sky falling from the sky
1: big superhero vibes like
0: it was starfall so like it literally is described as stars falling from the sky i know that image yeah. is
1: crazy He
2: says they're like leaking storm light and they're like glowing
0: female shard yeah, bearers yeah that too. was badass yeah it was really healing cuz taffa taffa's body was ripped to shreds too and she just healed him easily
1: regrowth with a capital r instead mm-hmm. It's interesting, but yeah, big superhero vibes. I love that he was like, "Whoa, women can be shard bearers." <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Like, what is this?
2: Get used to it, man.
1: Damn right.
0: And then he asked he asked them where where he is, right? And they say that he's in
1: eighth epoch. The,
0: no, no, that's when he is. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 the sorry, eighth epoch, right? It, whatever that means. And then he, and they ask where he is, and they, and they say, "Natanatan" or "Natanatan" or whatever. And, no, ten ten. and 10 to 10 and and um Dalinar recalls that that is where the shattered plains well, it's what the shattered plains is now so that means something happens that creates the shattered plains and that the place that he's standing in now used to be that
2: and then when he's saying that there are these attacks happening during desolations i didn't totally pick up on what a desolation is but when they also correct him and say that these creatures aren't void bringers, but they're midnight essence. Yeah. And I feel like they implied that they were like let out by somebody. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They
0: did. Yeah. Yeah. That w- they are, they are very, very creepy. They are very creepy. Yeah,
1: Terrifying image. to I put. Was, in oh, like- I
0: thought it was cool when she, she was like, she, I think, uh, Delanor asked her, who, who do you fight for? And she's like, the Knights radiant fight for no King and for all of them. So,
1: oh, and then, and then yes, and then, it's the Knights Radiant. And
0: then, oh yeah, oh He's yeah. He's like,
2: so you cross borders? Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, she does to call herself the knight, a Knights Radiant, and that I think it it's to be understood that these are the Knights Radiants of of the old legends falling from the sky, fighting, landing to protect people, and they notice Dalinar's abilities and, and invite him to come to their to their I guess what headquarters? Yeah. you know. And um, that's where I got big Justice League vibes from them because they seem like superheroes. Mm-hmm. They literally seem like superheroes.
2: Yeah, they definitely felt like superheroes. And then they'll, like, come join us.
0: Yeah, and, they, and then uh, Dalar kept mentioning that they're, like, he kept getting confused about the fact that their helms would just be appearing and disappearing constantly. And he's like, wait a minute. How did you put her helmet on so fast? Where bad? does the helm go? yeah Yeah. where helm go where where (laughs) helm go (laughs) yeah but this this is a really really cool like chapter to get to see what dalinar's visions are and what and then also why people are concerned you know because they're not seeing this they are just seeing a man flailing on the floor Mm -hmm. oh and then he
2: gets also he gets his first like concrete answer to a question that's true which was um he asks Oh yeah, that was also a really creepy moment when
0: Oh, she starts talking in a deeper
2: yeah. voice. Deep, at least I, I, I imagine voice. It was,
1: yeah, deeper.
0: He,
3: no,
1: he says it's like oh, okay. a man's voice talking and to it. She's him.
2: possessed. And he asks if he can trust Sadeus. And she says yes. And then I feel like at the end of the chapter he's saying, like, How am I gonna explain this to,
1: to Adeline? Adeline. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh damn it, really? Him though?
0: Yeah. Oh my God! Is, yeah, this was a crazy ending. And then does he just like snap? I think he just snaps back, and and everyone's there just staring
1: at yeah, him. It just ends with you must unite them.
2: I think he Sna- says something when he snaps back. He's like, "My mind's clear now." <laughs> he yeah. just just kind of sits up and he's like, "I'm good.
1: <laughs> Don't worry about me, guys." I, I need to
0: see an alternate scene of the, of just uh, this from the soldiers' perspectives, because it's literally just down on the floor going. Huh, huh.
2: Poor, poor runner-in. Woman,
0: get the child. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, what the fuck?
1: But I, I do want it's to He's
2: like, tie- what year is it?
1: Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's exactly what I want to tie this into. He, he asks, what year is it? Eighth Epoch, all of those. I, I have no idea what that means. But Betsy, you asked what a desolation is. And I'm not going to fully explain anything. But I will say the last time we saw any form of like a desolation, which was specifically the end of one, and it's the prelude. They mention that. This is the end of the desolations. It's all I'll say. Yep. Yep. You're you not wrong. You're mm. not wrong. And then Dalinar goes, that's weird. The desolations are over. The Heralds took the war to heaven. And that's where Voranism That's why you do the calling to go to tranquiline halls. That's how it all ties in.
2: Wait. So. Th- oh, I didn't, I didn't so pick up on that. Actually, So many questions.
1: I'm sure you do. Next chapter.
0: Well, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Because there's, there's some stuff we can talk about here. So well, they, they brought up desolation, and we know from the preludes that uh, those people that are worshipped throughout Voronism are those people we saw in the beginning of the prelude. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how if they left and gave it all up, maybe this would be the last desolation to happen. Right. And they left. And then the religion is about how when you die, you get to join them in heaven and fight. So, the, I guess the religion was like the heralds left us to fight the war in heaven because yeah, they now, won. And because they won. And now, when we die, we get to join them and fight in this infinite war. That's the religion, basically.
2: But how did the Knights Radiant fit into that?
0: That is a good question.
1: I think that one will explain it another day. Right. Yeah.
2: Because, like, my understanding of the desolations with the Knights Radiant from the prelude was just like this thing that keeps happening over and over again, like the same way.
0: Well, yes, but um, in the prelude, those weren't Knights Radiant. Those were the Heralds.
2: Heralds
1: are not Knights Radiant. Knights Radiant are are not not the Heralds. Heralds. I
2: was thinking that they were Knights Radiant the whole time. No. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So with that, we can move on to chapter 20 which is titled Scarlet.
2: Chapter 20. Kaladin is suddenly thrown into performing an unexpected surgery on Miasal, a girl from his village. Nailed it. She was suddenly injured. He begins working to stop her bleeding. After a short time, he succeeds, but realizes that it is only because she has died. He leaves her father to grieve over her while trying to cope with the fact that he was unable to save her. His father finds him and tells him that his work had all been good and her death wasn't Calden's fault. He leaves Calden, telling him that he'll have to learn when to care and when to let go. So this was a really short chapter, but good insight into kind of Calden's background and maybe emotional headspace. Um, I think it's a really good setup also for chapter 21 and this kind of idea yeah, of when, sure. to, no doubt. when to care and when to let go and also reminds me a lot of the way i mean when she, he's working on that girl it reminded me so much of when he was working on the injured men after the bridge run right um, and how he wanted yeah. to
0: save all of them and bring them all back
2: right so we're getting some backstory there on sort of why why he is the way he is
0: yeah and also, it's just sad and heartbreaking to think that he's just doing all he can here. And you think that he's making a difference. And he's like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And it's like, he did his best. But at the end, it just didn't work out. Right. It's a lesson to learn. It's a hard one. And the fact that surgeon. he, I
2: feel like one thing that Kaladin is really good at is not, I mean, not literally not freezing up. Like they point that out here, but he kind of immediately goes into act and won't let himself kind of stop from helping somebody else. It was also interesting to see yet again, this sort of mistrust of medicine. Um, I always think that's surprising when I'm reading chapters where that comes up.
0: But Right.
1: What are you doing to her? Why are you doing this? Yeah. You killed her.
0: Yeah. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? I'm like trying to like, tourniquet her leg so that this artery will
1: stop bleeding she physically can't help herself i have to help her kind of thing you know right
2: and then when liran is like saying his whole thing about learning to care and learning to let go he is telling kaladin that he'll like grow calluses one day And I just was like, "Ugh, Kaladin has so many calluses. He does. He does. For so many different reasons. Physical and emotional calluses. Like not just because he's a like surgeon in a small town, but he's been through so much.
1: He's been, he's been through too much. Mm -hmm. I did write my first note was, well, Kaladin yet again, let someone close to him die.
0: This is a very (laughs) short chapter. (laughs) I know this is a very short chapter. And uh, my only note was sad. (laughs) Right. (laughs) this is, yeah. yeah.
1: Not much more to say, but it's a perfect buildup, I think, to chapter 21.
2: Chapter 21. Why Men Lie. Calden is lying in bed, debating whether or not to get up. He forces himself and realizes that the other bridgemen have been waiting to see if he would get up and continue his training routine from the previous day. First, he goes to check on the wounded. Two of them are fine, but one of them badly needs help. Keldon does go out to perform his morning training routine, jogging with his plank. He talks to Syl, and she tells him that the other men are gossiping about him, thinking he's gone mad. Gaz approaches and tells Calden that Sadius has ordered that his wounded men not receive food or pay for the duration of the time they can't run bridges. Calden, due to this, goes to the men of bridge four and asks them to split their food with the wounded and contribute their pay. Most laugh, but Rock agrees to share some of his food. In return, Calden will be running the death line in his place the previous day. Rock also reveals that he can see Sill, uh, which is interesting. Calden then goes to Gaz and gets his bridge crew assigned to stone gathering duty for the day. He convinces Rock and Teft to help him gather knobweed reeds over the course of the afternoon. So not sure what a knob we read Well it's interesting um, knob
0: we read no nah, we we um, what <laughs> <laughs> it, I think uh, it was funny because Caledon uh, had mentioned when he was shopping at the uh, <laughs> shopping was, <laughs> Shopping, <laughs> but looking to purchase some antiseptic uh, that he was like you're, you're charging me this much for it but I could if I just went out back and I could pick it myself he goes yeah but it, it's one drop per like stem of the grass so it would take you a really long time mm-hmm. so i think that that is where kaladin is is, is mentally
2: oh, I didn't going even with put that. that together yeah but that makes sense very yeah. resourceful very
1: schemey schemey vibes yeah at the it's end of that chapter
0: interesting that they were like all watching him to see if he would live because kaladin did so much during that bridge run that he gets up and it's kind of like reverence around him like people are just like staring at him like oh shit he got up
1: he was like, even his bones are sore. My note is that he's kind of like you right now, Richie, turning for the New York City Marathon, yeah. and everything hurts all um, of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm in a lot <laughs> of pain.
2: It's <laughs> also interesting to remember. I feel like we've kind of been in this bubble of Caledon and Bridge Four. So it sort of was a wake up call to be reminded that there's all these other bridge crews and like all these other men that are stuck in this situation. Right, and yeah. Must be so interesting from their perspective to be like, who is this crazy guy?
0: Right. Rock mentioned that eight mm-hmm. people were lost or at least fell uh, at Bridge Four, when normally it's it's a lot
1: more. Yeah, he went through it in this chapter. Like The majority of the other bridges that lost men were like dozen, two dozen, and they couldn't even run the bridge. It was crazy. And then Bridge Four, supposed to be the unluckiest of all, only lost eight.
2: It's crazy yeah, to think it about that. was kind it like of cool. That. To see that also theme of like madness there too. Like everybody is sort of gossiping about Dalinar being mad. All the soldiers are watching him. And then we have this like same exact situation with Kaladin. That's I a, didn't
0: even connect that. That's a sick connection. That's a great connection. Because that's still cool. ask him, what is madness? And Kaladin says, like, you know, half acidly, he's just like, well, madness is when you believe something, but everyone else is. Is believes this and acts a certain way and you are you are different from them, right? And I didn't I never even put that together that it's right after Dalinar's uh, chapter. Wow, I never
1: even thought about that either.
0: Yeah. Wow that is awesome.
1: Why do men lie?
2: <laughs> Don't ask me.
1: Dude, I have no idea. Maybe because they're mad.
0: Oh, oh, uh Kaladin also mentions epochs.
1: Yes, the epoch kingdoms. The epoch
0: kingdoms, yeah.
1: Yes, we got a little history lesson from Kaladin here too, so I'll run that through. You have the Heraldic Epochs. That's the first kind of time he mentions. In my opinion, that's likely Desolation-ish, because that's when the Heralds were around. So maybe that's where Dalinar just was. Then you have the Knights Radiant, and then they fell at some point in history, and after that you get the Epoch Kingdoms. And then after that... And it says the
0: Epoch Kingdoms crashed when the church tried to seize power, which
1: is what we talked about with Adolin. Yeah, called the hierarchy. That's what that's called. Yeah. And then now we're here in this time Dude, with Brandon Sanderson planes. loves lore.
0: is this, this so that's you, why you like him so much, Richard. I, I, I do. I do. But even I didn't dive this much into it when I first read Way of Kings. You know, I'm still focused on the main story, um, but it's interesting to hear this little background history of their time periods and to know that dalinar was in one of them oh also do you think that uh, kaladin is a little bit above slave now Cause sometimes he mentions Bridgman slaves and servants as if Bridgman were its own separate thing, but maybe Bridgman is just a sub sub of slave. I think it's technically even lower.
1: That's maybe. What I, thought. Yeah. I thought it was Low. like Absolutely. the
2: lowest cause remember it's like they can't go any worse than this situation. Damn. Damn. Yeah.
1: Like at least other slaves in this, in the society. And they mentioned before that slaves are overall not terribly treated. I don't want to say well treated cause that's bullshit. But not terribly treated, right? And they can buy their way out. This is definitely lower. You're basically like, yeah, we may as well execute you, but we don't want to put the effort in. You can still help Which us. Which is
2: crazy to think about because he's, Kaladin's like in the lowest of low positions right now. But it was interesting that Sadeus is like aware of him now. Like, right. not totally, but it seemed like, they, like right? the guy that's. The in charge highest? of Gaz, yeah, Lamarill
0: yeah. mentioned to Sadius or Sadeus that somebody did this. Right. But I bet you Sadius didn't
1: even remember the name of the person
0: who
2: right. did it. It's just an he interesting connection. Have, I
1: bet like, he would have interrupted Lamarill if he's tried to say, yeah, this guy Kaladin. He's like, I, I, I don't need the name. Not important. Don't
0: name them. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Lamarill probably said a Bridgman brought back someone. Right and and it's
2: It's just cool to see the different characters who we get separate chapters it's like overlapping a little bit, right
0: because we know we know sadius we know him from people who know him even closer like dalinar and adolin and to know that even kaladin is reaching them somehow is kind of epic
1: he is a kremlin to be fair gaz gets mad at him at kaladin for calling him that but thinking about everything he does here and how he acts and the way Kaladin, Kaladin is no, a Kremlin? No, Sadius. Oh. Kaladin yeah. calls Sadius a Kremlin. I, yeah, in a but, different way. Like, no, <laughs> in in <laughs> a fun we, way. I say Kremlin with love. Yeah. Kaladin did not say it with love. No, no, for sure.
2: The other cool thing that happens is we find out that Rock has been able to see Sil the whole time. Very cool.
0: Mafaliki. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. All right. Who wants to try and pronounce Rock?
1: Oh, I name? have that in my notes too. I, 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 I think Betsy has to try. All right.
0: Let's oh give it a shot.
2: I have to pull it up though. I don't have it in front of me.
0: It's all right. Take your time.
1: While you do this, I'm going to uh, absolutely try to continue to say the other words he said. Uh, Mafaliki. What do you think about that one? What That's what you, Sil. he, he calls Sil a Mafaliki.
0: Gotcha. It's cool because it's like it kind of sounds like Hawaiian. I want to right? say it does
1: feel like that. But, but he's from the mountains. But
0: he's from the mountains. <laughs> he's got. A, he's described as. Um, what did they call him? He's a horn eater. They yes. describe Brock as a horn eater. I don't know if his description must be already mentioned, but if it's yeah, not, it's he's not a spoiler. Just, but He's, he's got like, big. He's big. He's got pale skin. He's got red hair. He looks like uh, Shallon, except they're not from the same place because Shallon is from Jakovid. They have they probably share some some uh, ancestors together. Yeah, probably. Right, but Shallon's from Jacobite. Uh Rock is a horn eater from the Horn Eater Peaks, and he's a big redheaded like man who kind of, i don't know it kind of sounds like hawaiian to me the way they speak
1: yeah if you have seen a red harry potter i just consider him a very large ronald weasley a, lar- <laughs> a large ronald weasley like a very big ronald weasley i could picture that okay you want me to Scottish. pronounce the name let's get it
2: numa huka my kai kai i Lu numa more
1: one more time, but faster.
2: No. Yeah. You do it.
1: <laughs> Nailed All right. it. Alright, let me get it up too. I wanna g I do want to try. I have uh, it I have it in my notes if you want to look at it too. Uh why don't you give it a
0: go first, Richie? Numuhuka huka mukamaka you know what? I'm You know, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what? I'm good. <laughs> the snore. Yeah. Okay, you've got to do good. it, Tupper. Okay. Numuhukumakayaki laki lunamore. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was pretty clean.
3: That was, that was the clean. best one. Yeah. That was like
0: his name. Yeah. <laughs> was, I think you he was go, like, yes? that was like actually <laughs> his name, dude.
1: What can I help you with? I prefer Rock. He calls
0: Khaled an Air Sick Lowlander. I love
1: Air Sick.
2: <laughs> I don't even get that. He though. gets too
1: much air.
0: <laughs> but
2: why? What does that mean? <laughs> because because like Rock's from, from like, the
0: mountains. Rock's from like Colorado <laughs> yeah. where they're, they're like <laughs> higher up. So their air is thinner, probably. Mm. So the guy's saying he gets too much air.
1: To be fair, that is a minor spoiler, so we apologize. But it's not actually. It's just why he insults them. (laughs) That's how he explains it later in this book. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. But we also get a little bit of Teft. A little more of Teft. That's the first, second or first name that we got from Kaladin, Teft. Uh, And he he, he helped Kaladin. Well, I guess he specifically helped Rock help Kaladin. And the three of them are, like, kind of forming a little triumvirate kind of thing.
0: So, Betz, what do you think about the fact that Numuha Makala uh, can see uh,
2: Um I don't know what to make of it yet, but I do think it's interesting that that comment was paired with him making a comment about how he's sort of aware of the fact that Calden isn't getting as injured as he should – being in the very front of the bridge run. Like he specifically says that, and I remember there was something about that earlier on in the book when they talk about how Kaladin feels like he's cursed, and right. kind of what, what that means for him. Um, so maybe he has this like heightened awareness to that, that that kind of stuff, but that's about as far as I've gotten. With no, it. those
0: are good points. It's, it's interesting to know that Rock is a lot more aware than we thought he was. Um, and it seems that all, 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 the bridge men have stories and, uh, you know, hopefully we get to dive more deeply right. into We're that. We're starting
2: to see them as like real characters. Right.
0: Even Tef is kind of like very like gloomy and it was like, it's not about you betraying me. It's about me betraying you. And Kaladin's like, I'll be the judge of that.
2: You the know? two of them will get along well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kaladin's like, oh, this guy glooms. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about him.
2: You gloom.
1: Oh, me too, bro. You gloom.
0: Oh, another quick point is um, um, one of the people that Kaladin saves has battle shock, which is, uh, dabid shell, which is like shell shock or something. Here, what was it Dabid? It's Dabid, yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting to see them portray that, and uh, nice that Kaladin brought them all back. And t- and one of them is so grateful to be alive. Hobber. I, Hobber. I like Haber. So grateful to be alive. Of course and he is. Interesting quote and fun quote where he's like those smiles the smiles of the saved weren't why his father became a surgeon but they were why he remained one and i thought that was a really fun quote
1: and i like that quote more too because it directly contradicts what leon said to him he's like you'll stop caring you'll move on no it's not it's not it you yes people will die but you, you do it for those you are able to save yeah yeah exactly And uh,
0: he's got a plan. He's got a plan. And hopefully we get to see what that is.
1: Skimmy, schemey plan. Yep. He's got a plan. Do you guys
0: have any other uh, points for Chapter 21?
1: Just that Gaz is a coward
0: again. A little cowardy. Gaz is a coward. But I do have here that it's interesting that Gaz kind of trusts Kaladin. Like, Kaladin says to him, you know, let us be the ones to carry the stones, and I'll assign the crew to that. And Gaz is like, all right, well, I don't want them thinking that I'm the one who's doing that. And Kaladin goes, I'll tell them that I did it. And Gaz immediately is like, okay, I, I if you're going to tell them that you're the one who assigned them the stone duty, stone carrying duty, then yeah. then you can do they it.
2: They do seem to have, like, a little bit of a relationship forming.
0: Right. I he, I at least notes that notes that uh, he trusts Kaladin somehow.
1: I like the you saying the relationship forming because when Kaladin walked up to him, Gaz like tried to run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went. Oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> he
2: tries to be such a tough guy. He's but it's coward. So funny. He's, when Gaz is when he's a coward. Like, literally cowering.
1: Literally. Remember, he's hiding in <laughs> yeah, between. Yeah, that
2: the- <laughs> was the funniest moment. soul's like, he's over there. <laughs>
0: i love it well do you guys have any other points for for 21 well uh we are in new jersey i'm not really sure how the bus schedule works but Dabber and i need to catch a bus to the spoiler section Betsy, this is probably. I'll
2: be riding behind on a bike, <laughs> waving my arms. Wait,
0: wait. Well, we are in Betsy's home, so instead yeah. she's going. She's going to be putting on some noise-canceling headphones while Dapper and I discuss
1: the spoiler section. <laughs> and you're, you should face away too, so you don't see her gesticulating and gesturing. <laughs> and actually, <laughs> I'll be
2: trying to read read your lips. But, would
1: it, <laughs> it'd be so funny, if Betsy's
0: just sitting on the couch, and I'm just like pointing at her and just like screaming at Dapper, and she has no idea what's happening. <laughs> okay okay we'll see <laughs> um oh you know what also i always forget to mention this and i think we need to start doing this at the beginning of uh, episodes but if you guys would like to contact us send us an email at highly invested podcast at gmail.com um and uh, we'd be happy to respond i've been noticing that i've been putting that in the spoiler, spoiler section. section so i've noticed
1: that too yeah but i didn't say anything
0: yeah <laughs> so if you like to contact us uh That's where you can send uh, an email, podcast at gmail.com. And special shout out to Jake Samuels for doing our intro and uh, outro music. So thank you guys all for listening, and we'll see you in the spoiler section if you're ready.
1: The outro music that Betsy will never hear. (laughs) Bye. Bye, Kremlings.
0: And we are back in the spoiler section. Me and Dappy. Uh, Let's get into it. Yeah. Actually, before we get into it, this spoiler section will have spoilers for Trust of the Emerald Sea. True. And I want some people listening to know that Devin. Devin. She messaged me saying that she listened to the spoiler section and was surprised to be spoiled. Wait because she'd, Devin she'd only read she's missing Lost Metal, Tress and one more book, Warbreaker. Don't we
1: literally say the end of Lost Metal in one of these?
0: So the last episode apparent or episode 6 apparently we mentioned all three of those.
1: Oh, <laughs> Devin. Oh.
0: I mean, we warned you guys. Yeah,
1: so. we said Max, Max, yeah. I know you're listening to this, Max. For sure. <laughs>
0: uh so let's let's dive in because uh, there's a there's a lot we got to talk about so what do you think we should talk about first
1: i think we got to talk about the epigraphs first again okay, i mean this, this letter from Hoyt is insane so i'm going to read quickly all four chapters epigraphs because then i think we just talk about all that at once and we'll go through the chapters okay
0: all right so hit the epigraphs up
1: Atti was once a kind and generous man and you saw what became of him rays on the other hand was among the most loathsome crafty and dangerous individuals i had ever met he holds the most frightening and terrible of all the shards. Oof. Ponder on that for a time, you old reptile. And tell me if your insistence on non-intervention holds firm. Because I assure you, rays will not be similarly inhibited. There is none for chapter 20. One need, look at the, one need only look at the aftermath of his brief visit to cell to see proof of what I say. This raised guy, man.
0: So, this is a letter from Hoyt once again to Frost, the dragon. The dragon. You old reptile, another indication um, that this might be a dragon. Um, And it's mentioning Ati, which is the shard ruin. The shard ruin from the spawn.
1: Oh my god. Yeah,
0: so Hoyt is basically saying Ati was originally a very kind hearted and good man. And was slowly changed by the Shard of Ruin.
1: First off, he killed God. How generous and kind could he have we been? We don't
0: know what their reason is behind killing Adonasium yet. So, who yeah, knows? True.
1: That's a good point. Who knows? We're not going to know that for right. a long time.
0: <laughs> so, one thing I do know is that Ati is uh, the Shard of Ruin. And Adium is uh, the His God, God metal. metal uh, but some reason when Sezed takes up the god metal and and uh becomes harmony his god metal is not called cesium which is really annoying to me mm-hmm. it's called harmonium yeah it doesn't make any sense it doesn't because ati's god metal isn't called ruinum it's called adium laraise his god metal is called larasium because he is the god of preservation his god metal is larasium not
1: preservation
0: not preservation so harmonium is really interesting because it should be cesium sais- but I rest my case. I know. It's
1: a, it's a good complaint. I think the only reason uh, Brandon did it is to make it clear that harmonium is a god metal. Yeah. This is a god metal kind of thing. Right. And Otium and lorazium, whatever, you didn't really know that. You're not meant to. Yeah. So but this is
0: to further drive that point home. Exactly. Right? But interesting le- continuation of this letter, Hoyd basically Asking for help because think he, he believes that Rays, aka Odium, is worse than Ruin, which is
1: wild. Which is, oh my god! Because Ruin,
0: Ruin, literally his job is to kill yeah. and ruin. He, his entire how plan could, was to blow up the world. How could Odium be worse? Honestly, Odium doesn't seem worse right now. Like even what I know of Odium, Odium is about taking people's emotions and anger and fear and all of that and, and, and taking it for his own. Right and in, and in turn, what does he give back to them? I guess freedom. Freedom, yeah. Right, that's his whole shtick. It doesn't seem t- terrible. I mean, right? it,
1: it's worth saying as well. Odium, you know that that the word for hatred in Latin right. is odium. Maybe it's hatred emotion. is
0: maybe hatred is the strongest one for sure, mm-hmm. but it's not just
1: hatred, right? No, it's all the emotions. It's all of them, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. a great point. So I,
0: I'm really interested to see why odium itself itse- is worse than ruin.
1: But frost and the 17th Shard, man, their whole non-intervention is so annoying. Like, right. He's trying. He's already blown up a world of. Sorry, well, he hasn't done that, but that's what ruin tried to do. Uh, but he's already blown up three gods, three yes, other shards. That's what
0: Hoyt is also mentioning in this. Hoyt says that. Uh, Raze has already succeeded in doing something to the planet Cell. We know that Raze has killed or or splintered. He
1: splintered Dominion, Dominion and, and Devotion.
0: Devotion, which are the gods of the planet Cell and where the power of the door comes from. Yeah, Elantris is the main one which there. Is, Emperor soul yes, as well. And, and and in splintering them. He's left there, full investiture, right into the cognitive realm. Easy to be accessed oh God, by Aeon everybody. Yeah, easy to be accessed by everyone on the planet, which is why that magic system is, like, fucking it's broken. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's literally a they cheat They can code. do anything, especially after Emperor. Emperor's Soul. After oh seeing God. what Emperor Soul can do, it is it is incredible.
1: Yeah, the imprinting. Oh, my God. I must say, Hoyd when he finished Tress, huh. He just leveled up, and I didn't think that was possible. But that man is now like level infinity, and he was like infinity minus one before.
0: Tress really touched on a lot of things that we are seeing in this reread. Um, Let's let's, we'll get to them eventually. Let's stay on uh, chapter eighteen. So, what do we learn
1: here that can, that's interesting for the spoiler section? I mean, the wife, Betsy, again, brings it up. Oh, my God. Well, she missed oh, it yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a great question. Is Have it I a don't. real hole in the memory? Is he, like, just choosing to he, forget? Is this a metaphor
0: or, or nope, what? It's a real. No, no. Hole. He literally means that he does not remember his wife. And I, I, I honestly thought it was a metaphor, I, too. I felt
1: bad. I didn't know what to say. So I went, let's move on.
3: Yeah.
0: You're like, let's move on. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, it does seem like it's a metaphor, though. For oh, sure. For sure. So when you're on, on first read, you definitely don't pick it up as much. Do you know what uh, Rennerin's blood weakness is? I, I think it
1: is a form of seizure. Okay. Um, it, it may, he may also be f- actually scared of blood. I, I honestly you think don't really scared remember. Of blood?
0: Yeah, I, I I know that he freezes
1: up. Yeah, or that's, something. and that's what I think it is. I know he freezes up as well. You know what my question is then? Why does did, is he already bonding in this
0: part, dude? I don't know. Rennerin and Spren. It gets confusing for me. Mm-hmm. I like because he's he's he bonds eventually with what is not. A traditional spren. No. He bonds with a void bringer. A void. No, he
1: bonds no. with a corrupted spren.
0: He bonds with a corrupted spren. So he bonds with so he's bond, he bonds One of with Sia sp- So he bonds with an unmade c- corrupted spren.
1: And it becomes a form of a truth watcher, but, right? But
0: was it a corrupted truth watcher spread yes i believe okay so. gotcha gotcha so we still don't know what that uh, what that gives renner in or how, what that
1: makes him yeah because Is we he, know that when he tries to hold the shard blade he freezes because he hears the screaming from the actual dead eye. and 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 i don't know do
0: you know what the truth watcher ideals are no also? not a clue Maybe well, we can look that up later because I don't know what they are. He
1: may not even have read the release that because we know is going to be a point of view yeah. character, in the, in and the Rennerin back, back might
0: not even have to adhere to these ideals. So true. I have
1: no idea. I don't know what the rules yeah. are. Siaanat is such a gray character. Like it's yeah. it's like the equivalent of a devotion. Sorry, not devotion. A cultivation to me. Yeah. Where Which you can see so easily S-
0: Siaanat again. Which the, unmade is that?
1: That is the unmade of the corrupts the, the Spren. Yeah, the okay. one that corrupts Spren and. It, not is like betraying. Maybe we should back up for a second then. What are the unmade? True. Great question. So there are great spren. It's the easiest way I can explain it. For any kind of emotion, feeling, spirit, there's basically a goddamn spren of whatever that is. And in this world, there are great spren. We know of a few, including the Stormfather, the Night Watcher, uh, and the sibling.
0: Oh, oh, we also know about that one that shows up on that island at yes, every time it's yes. seven forty-eight a.m. and it, it it comes and it like its hands like grab onto the pillars or whatever, mm-hmm. and they pray to that one. They pray but to that one. We know that one's like they lower than the, someone, they don't sacrifice don't they? people. Yeah, but we know that it's lower than Stormfather. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, the Stormfather was like. Well, the Stormfather also took up like the mantle as much as he could of honor when honor was shattered. Right. So they're sorry, splintered. So that's kind of why I think the the storm. Okay, are, so, so the unmade are great sprint that were corrupted, but specifically by Odium. Gotcha. And he became the he. I think he must have tried to do a ten because he wanted them to be the anti-heralds. But he only got nine, nine. exactly,
0: which is Odium's number. Probably it probably is. Because oh remember we God. talked about we talked about how honors is ten, honors is ten,
1: reservations together is sixteen.
0: No, I think. Mm, I thought I thought preservation's was sixteen.
1: What would ruins be?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I think it's close to, though. Uh, I gotta look that one up. That I know it's similar.
1: But Maybe they're both eight because you have you can't have ruin without that preservation, and you can't have preservation without ruin. Mm-hmm. Those two are the most pure yin and yang of all of the sixteen. Shows. Right. Right. Yeah. Clearly. As far as I know, at least clearly. Yeah. I you know, don't know everything.
0: Right, so so odium so odium only makes nine of these corrupted great spren. They become known as the unmade. They all have their own different abilities. They all have really complicated
1: names for me to pronounce. <laughs> you Re oh. Shafir, Yellignar, Blightwind. Right. Well, those are the same.
0: None of those mean anything to me. I you have, to, you have to describe to me what <laughs> they do, and then I'll remember what unmade they are.
1: So I, I could do a little research right now, but I do remember, so Shafir is the anti weaver. We'll, we'll
0: get to Reshafir. Absolutely. We are going to get to Rishafir. That's a great point.
1: I'll hold off on that yeah. one. Uh, Yellignar is Blightwind, and that's the one I, b- I believe, and I, I hope somebody corrects me if I'm wrong, uh, but that's the one where you swallow the gem heart, and that's what Amaram does in Oathbringer, oh. um, and become and and the queen, uh, and you like become that really fucked up individual. Kind okay. of sorry for the swearing, but yeah. Um, and then so now you apologize. Okay, we're like explain. eight episodes. <laughs> like. <laughs> and then you got Moelak, which is the Death Rattle one. Okay. Uh, wherever Moloch is, that's the one that that's where Death Rattles come from. Sick, sick, sick. And um, then there's a thrill. There's the thrill. What's the thrill's name? I don't know. So you're asking the wrong guy. Okay, I'm right, sorry. I'm you. Um, <laughs> like, I will look it up. Talk while thrill. I look this up.
0: <laughs> you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I do not remember this at all.
1: So the thrill is specifically coming from the uh, yes Nergal. Okay, I actually do remember Nergal. Yeah, gal. And they're gal. They're gal. Okay. And, and it's important to know as well that some of these unmade are conscious, like Sia Anat. And, some, and some, some are not, are not fully.
0: Even Rashafir we'll get into mm-hmm. that. We don't know fully. Is Yeah, okay, great but, point. But
1: I will say, and we can't talk too much about it because we don't know much, but the one that is by far the most important is Ba-Ado-Mishram. And, and whoever that is, she, he... Is going to be the most important part of Stormlight. Right, five.
0: because that is the one that by sealing her, they created the dull Parshendi. Parshman, yeah. Parshman. By sealing her, it sealed away the forms of the Parshendi. Yeah.
1: I think Ba'Auto Mishram, honestly, is the, the great spren of Roshar.
0: The Great Sprint of Roshar. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Something to do with maybe the rhythms of it at all. Mm -hmm. So by sealing her away, you seal away the rhythms and the notes of of Roshar.
1: And you basically seal away the soul of the planet.
0: Yes. That's really, really interesting. Really interesting, honestly. I'm excited to dive more into that too. Yeah,
1: we're um, getting a little bit away from this though. Um, we're not even on chapter we We're not even on chapter we We're <laughs> just, we're <laughs>
0: purely, just dive straight into the Cosmere and just like free floating right now. But back to this chapter. Um, uh, what else is there to talk about here? Gavilar, Dalinar once again is trying to follow Gavilar's codes. And he says something like, is this what Gavilar foresaw? You know, is this why he, he grew so. Insistent on following the codes just because people are dressed differently. No, Dalinar, dude, he did that because he's an idiot and he's trying to become a radiant. It has nothing to do with any of following the codes. He just said that to you to say it. He does not care about the codes. It's annoying. Not even to, kind of. It's annoying to see Dalinar focus so highly on his brother's last words when you know that he's a dickhead.
1: <laughs> I know, but, Gavilar is such an ass. <laughs> he's I and they were always talking about in this chapter, especially how you know he was getting erratic at the end, and he was kind of going crazy because he became Cosmere aware. But it's like, but yeah, he's, but he's evil. He's evil. He he's a, a bad he, dude. Yeah, <laughs> he had them all deceived. He had I
0: know. all deceived. Which is, he had me deceived. Yeah, he is definitely why men lie. I am can't, I right? Yeah, what he, he is. We, well, we know why men lie. They yeah, become Cosmere to, aware. To become wait. powerful.
1: T- wait, does that mean? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um kadash i i don't like kadash he becomes so goddamn annoying throughout the rest of the books i don't
0: remember his story he's the
1: one that becomes very anti dalinar he's like he's trying to make himself a herald blah 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 which is funny because that's what cavalier is literally trying to do um he's like he's predicting the future these visions are fake but he's the one that like really tries to stop dalinar with the voranism behind him um, and it's annoying because they were so close. I mean, I don't really remember how it. I don't it remember Kadash
0: playing a big role in this. Um, but I guess this makes sense why I think he's, he's introduced big in the here. Book, I think he's gotcha. really important in
1: the second book when like it all becomes a little bit more Knights Radiant. Yeah, yeah,
0: that makes sense why he's introduced here. You know, for more detailed reader, you pick up that he's going to come back again. On your third read through, you're going to be like, oh, that mother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I did not pick up on the fact that this was a reoccurring character. I thought this was more just an introduction of why Dalinar has these visions and why it's considered taboo. And
1: the one, I have a question for you moving a little past that. If at the end of this chapter, Elokar had agreed with Dalinar to leave, would that have led Venli to stop interacting with the Void and then stopped the Everstorm from coming? Would that have ended it? If everybody actually just listened to Dalinar right now? And just leave. And just like stopped fighting the war. I feel
0: like there are other forces pushing towards the war. Well, the though, thrill right? alone, the unmade, right.
1: is always in the left because it's trying to get them to fight. Right.
0: So who whose goal is it to bring is to bring forth the Everstorm? Odium. I think that Odium would definitely find, ODM find would, a way through the thrill alone and the Alethi could totally find a way. Well, I mean, to,
1: that's his main plan,
0: right? He could totally find a way to have them continue to fight the Parshendi. This is the other thing I don't really understand about the Parshendi's relationship before this war. Where were they? Were they in the Shattered
1: Plains? Yeah, they were just living in... All, all of them? Um,
0: How could you refer to them as primitive? You guys have been... The Electrics have been around for ages. Are they that dumb that they didn't take time to research another person's culture they clearly have culture they clearly have like a deep history
1: they have 4000 years of progression how
0: are they Alethi calling them primitive it doesn't I make know. any sense like I know. someone has Yasna alone should have been able to do some research on this to tell me that the persians are not primitive people
1: i know i really wish we had more understanding and knowledge yeah. of the par- of the of the listeners yeah i wonder
0: like where where did they live before this war I mean, I know we get some backstory of it, but it's mostly after Gavilar has been killed. Yeah, we we, get to see we learn
1: live. we see them start interacting with them. That we see first contact in right. in it was in Venley's um no, it's in Oh God! What's her sister's name? Oh my goodness! Eshinai. Thank you. It's Eshinai. <laughs> yeah, we get her flashbacks, right? But it's
0: like, what? Ha- why? Why did it take so long?
1: I don't know. The I Yalithi really don't. Helethy have been
0: around for ages. Why did it take so long to get in contact with the Parshendi and form this pack? I mean, obviously, Alethi don't form packs with anybody. No, of course That's not. tough. So I could see maybe that whenever they interacted, it was just fighting. Maybe the Parshendi just kept to themselves, and the Helethy never explored that area. Mm-hmm. Or, but it's just—it's interesting that like they. have Everyone lives so close, but yet they are also so distant from each other. I know. Does Gavilar know? I mean, does, does Dalinar know about the Pure Lakes? Does he know much about the lands of Shinovar? I doubt it. I, they're so not traveled in their own world. I mean, like, it's and don't crazy. forget, well,
1: this world, this, it's one continent that's basically Pangea. Like, I don't know much about what like it really is like to right. live in you know jakarta <laughs> yeah for sure. no for sure but it's just
0: but 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 we can look it up but we there, a there are books there are people that have must have traveled there word of mouth alone it's just weird they got
1: span reads
0: <laughs> right they have span reads too it's just weird that everyone is so closed off from each other and i i don't know maybe that might have something to do with, once again with the unmade being sealed away but they, everyone seems very in their own bubble it is just almost weird that the percentage have not interacted yet on a on a single continent.
1: Fully agreed. I mean, we know that they are always kind of in the Natanatan location area when the listeners left. But I was looking this up while I was preparing for the spoiler section. The c- country, the kingdom of Natanatan's, not that old. Mm-hmm. Like we we still don't know why the Shattered Plains became shattered. We don't right, but that area, that location. That didn't happen 4,000 years ago in Ahari uh-huh. in the last desolation. That happened like 600 years ago. So what the hell happened? So what, what's, <laughs> what has been going on? Like, was it Odium trying to to do what he's doing now and somebody stopped him? We don't know. We just don't know. Dude. All right. Sorry, well, I know you're in a spoiler section to know what's going on, but we don't know. We need a we need
0: a spoiler spoiler. <laughs> we need a section. spoiler
1: of the spoiler <laughs> yeah, section. Exactly. That's got to be Brandon. Brandon's yeah. the only one
0: that can do it. Well, Brandon, answer my text messages. Let's. <laughs> all right. So let's move on to chapter 19. Star falls. Um, awesome title. What name.
1: a fucking
0: chapter. Really oh cool chapter. God. Really cool chapter. All right. So so we're in the spoiler section. So let's talk about what the creatures are that Dalinar is fighting right? Mm. As the um, Night's Radiant drops down and briefly gives some exposition to Dalinar, we learn that this is the Midnight
1: Essence. Yes. The Midnight Essence from the unmade Rishafir, who we've talked a little bit about already, you know, all right. the unmade.
0: So, so we know Rishafir, we've seen Rishafir in Rhythm of War. We know that yeah, is it really? Yeah, that's when Shallon is starting to explore urethru.
1: That's in Rhythm of War. That's in Rhythm of War. Holy shit! And,
0: af- <laughs> and after, yeah. Am I wrong? It has to be. In Rhythm I thought War.
1: I was in the Oathbringer because don't they get to urethru at the end of the second book?
0: They do. They absolutely do.
1: Yeah, because Oathbringer
0: is all set. Oh, in *Rhythm of War*, they do travel to the to the cognitive realms. So maybe it's yeah, an oathbringer. I think you know what? Let's pause this for a second. All right. Okay. So we we confirm it is oathbringer. oathbringer. Yeah. So in oathbringer. Uh, there there is a lot of violence happening in a read through. Um, someone seems to be mimicking the way people have died, which makes sense because in the end of book two, *Words of Radiance*, Adolin kills Sadius, and then so and then. Risha Fear, this unmade, mimics the death, mimics the murder, and does the same thing to somebody else. So Risha Fear is an unmade who creates this substance called the Midnight Essence, which is like these shadow, gooey shadow things. And it's like not fully aware, not fully cognitive, but it's more just trying to mimic humanity. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Okay, so I just had a moment. We get Midnight Essence. In yeah. another book, we do, we do. I was wondering but, when you are going to put that together.
0: But it's ethers. It is
1: what? Yeah. What, oh, wait, what, I what, say what, ethers. What? It's ethers. Ethers. What?
0: Yes. So, okay. So what? So the thing. The thing <laughs> what? The, 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 the thing attacking Dalinar is the Midnight Essence, right? We know that it was created by not in, in at least in Roshar, it's, it's created by Fear, R- R- right? And this the this unmade can create these little shadow things that mimic people and are kinda like uh like gooey and smoky when you like kill them. We know that in Oathbringer, Rishafir is in a Rethru, Sh- shallon goes on an investigation to find it and later runs Rishafir out of rethru. But in Tress of the Emerald Sea, Midnight Essence is a type of spore. And you can use, the wa- wait, it's a different kind of bond. It's a Luhel, Luhel bond. It's a Luhel bond. So it's not a ahel bond. A Nahel na- a- bond is with a, a spren, mm-hmm. right? But a Luhel bond is a sort of trade that you do with something about your body or your, your essence. Usually it's water. Um, but I don't know what it is for midnight essence. But in return, you can control the creatures, so Tress actually, I think Tress does this too. Yeah,
1: with the water. Yeah. yeah, she creates the Luhel bond multiple times
0: with Midnight Essence. So she actually creates the the thing that's attacking. Dalinar, I mean, in a, in I'm a way. I'm blown away. This, a is a,
1: this is a moment for me. I did not connect that these yeah. two were so I don't closely know correct. What the conne-
0: I don't understand
1: what the connection is. Why is Midnight Essence on two planets or two different types of magic systems?
0: Right. And it's not using a Luhel bond either. So it's I don't understand how it works.
1: Odium, what have you done?
0: Because something Odium is doing. God. Because uh, I don't understand. Yeah, but we know that the Mid... Oh, also uh, Re... re- what's, it, what's the name? re shafir Risha Fear is nicknamed the Midnight Mother. Yes. So we can call her We can call her Midnight Mother from now on easier for me, for sure.
1: Fair, 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 fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's blowing my mind. Uh, I guess we'll learn more about that over time.
0: Yeah, so we know in Dalinar's vision, it's really the Midnight Mother's uh, midnight essence uh, that she probably sent down there to, to fight and to kill and destroy.
1: I will say... The other few things that really jumped out at me in this chapter is very off-handed comments from the woman. The first one is, oh, Batar save us. Uh-huh. I was like, who the hell is I not don't, I don't recognize that name, so I looked did it you up. Look it up? Yeah. Of course I did. What I'm afraid of all. I feel like I
0: can look stuff up. The name sounds familiar to me. Well, she's a herald, unsurprisingly. Nice, nice, nice. But Which guess herald? who
1: she works for?
0: Who she works for? Guess what do you mean?
1: who in present day she works with, Richie. Her name is Dova. We learn her name is Dova in present day. I don't remember. She works with the diagram.
0: Oh. Yeah. She's a herald? Yeah. Get the
1: fuck Dova out of here. Dova is a herald. Get the Pitar. fuck out of here. I was like, I, I, knew, I knew that because Taravangian figures that out when he becomes Odium and start, and tells them to stop working with her <laughs> uh, because she's like, she's going crazy. And they're, they're all going crazy. What, so what herald surprising. is she? So Batar is... I, I have the copper mine pulled up right here. So Batar is one of the Ten Heralds of the Mighty. She's the, the Order of Callers, So she would be Yasna's yeah, the, uh, gotcha. patron. And she is an Arden under the assumed name of Dova. But she is uh, primarily the one that works like very closely uh, around like, intelligence. Uh, so it's one of those. It's like, very focused on knowledge and, and pursuit of knowledge.
0: I did not pick that up at all, dude. I literally didn't pick that
1: up at all. She's uh, She has the attributes wise and careful.
0: So, a herald is working with Taravangian?
1: Yeah. What? What? Yeah, I, I did know that. I, I remember figuring that out when he... Because he said it in book four, after, like around when the diagram gets fulfilled. And... I'm Like, why would he tell people to stop working with someone because she's going crazy? <gasps> oh my God, that's a Harold. And then there's a there's a WOB somewhere that like confirms that of she's of course. Bitar. Of
0: course, there's a WOB. That I know. Of that. course,
1: there's always a there's always a WOB. But that so that one blew my mind a little bit. But then the woman knows there's three gods. She she swears by the three gods. It's one of the curses. She knows that there's honor, odium, and cultivation. That's a common thing that they know back during the desolations. I didn't even pick up on that.
0: I did write down that she said three gods, but I didn't realize what that meant.
1: I mean, it could be something else. It could be, absolutely. I could be absolutely utterly and completely wrong. And yeah, I know. I've been that many times in my life. But <laughs> I don't know what else it could be.
0: Dude, how does this memory work anyway? Like is that is is it just a memory that is kind of fluid that can kind of adapt to a question being asked? Because they are reacting to Dalinar, like it's is it is this set in stone? Is this act, is he actually being? It's set?
1: a recording. It's, it's just a, a recording. But
0: if it's a if it if it's a recording, it's a very interactive recording. It is a very interactive because recording. they're changing. Did they say what they're saying to Dalinar back then? That wouldn't make sense.
1: True. Right. So, okay. So maybe it's, it's, maybe I should edit what I say by it's a recording. Everything he hears from the Almighty, which is of course the voice that we hear at the end. Which is uh, Tanabast, Honor mm-hmm. is a recording. The, I guess the visions might be somewhat fluid, and what he does in the visions might be somewhat fluid.
0: How is that possible, though?
1: I don't know, man. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> everything he hears from Honor is a recording, right. which is why this chapter is so it's so early, but it's so goddamn important because he asks if he can trust Sadius. Why does he say yes? Because it's a recording.
0: What do you know? That can't be the. Yes, that's why. Where am I swear on my life. You're. Ch- you wait. So, Dalinar is talking to Honor. Yes. Dalinar says, "Can I trust Sadius? Yes. And there's a recording of Honor just saying
1: yes in that. You moment. need to trust them. He d- you can hear him not. You, you go back to the chapter if you pull it up right now. And you can go to that conversation.
0: So you're saying it just so happens to sound like he's responding to Dalinar, but he's not responding to anyone. The Stormfather is just mixing it like a DJ to make it sound yes, like he's recording.
1: Exactly, because it's important to remember that the the Stormfather is there, and he is manipulating it. Oh, maybe that's, that's why, why it's interactive Yeah, that's you that's, that's interact what
0: makes it interactive. The Stormfather is making it... Hmm. Yeah, okay. It's still interesting because the, the things that his wife says are very specific to, like, you don't know how to fight. How are you doing this? You know what I mean? It sounds like a real person. It sounds like he was sent back in time, really. But I understand that it could just be a vision.
1: I mean, this is what he answers in response. Yes. Or, should I continue to trust Sadius? Yes, the being said, this is important. Do not let strife consume you. Be strong. Act with honor. And honor will aid
0: you. Okay.
1: That's okay. a fucking recording. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I, it's I very swear. So much in the <laughs> no, it's it's
0: very vague. It's very vague. I exactly. guess you. Yeah, it's vague enough where it could have just been for anything. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. And that's
1: why he only gets vague answers. I wish I could but, help you. You I, have to unite them.
0: <laughs> I feel as if he gets more later on when he gets
1: to talk. I wonder to if to the storm Stormfather. father even interacts somewhat with how and what honor says but he can't change the specific words right so he can he can choose what things honor says in response but he can't change like a single word right you okay you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah it's, it, it is interesting cuz i am I'm, I'm so confused at how that taking someone back into a vision works is the way you can interact is i guess just magic then i'll take it th- i'll take it as that i'll take it as that it's just taking the memory of that and kind of filling in what that person would have said had Dalinar been there saying those things. Exactly.
1: right. Mm -hmm. I I can take that. And that's why at the end of the visions, he gets the same vision over and over and over again. There's no more to show him because the recordings are done. (laughs) Right. Right. And this is why Gavilar is going erratic at the end because he's getting these same visions. Don't forget that. We learned that in the prologue. He is getting these visions from the Stormfather again. Some people don't. I don't think no. it's the Stormfather.
0: Yeah, but you don't think so because Reddit doesn't
1: think so. No, I like, don't think so because he takes corporeal form oh, in we've the never prologue. Seen that before, and many times in all of the series after. Down our bonds with the with, with the Stormfather. It's mentioned that the Stormfather will always refuse to take a corporeal form because right. he's a storm. You can't control a storm. It is. It's weird. It is weird. We don't know. We will learn.
0: And we don't know all of the unmade yet, right? No. We,
1: we I think we're missing like two or three.
0: Uh, There's all I'm saying. I'm maybe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> maybe this sorry, could be an unmade.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of the last thing I had to bring up. You know, we, we get the pre- a Shallon fight with Risha Fear, with the Midnight Essence. Holy yeah. crap. Apparently, that's connected to Trest. and not ever connect that till right now. Really cool. Holy crap.
0: We know that the Shattered Plains, the Tanatan is connected. We know that. One of the Epoch
1: Kingdoms, the Silver Kingdoms, actually, I think they're called. Okay. Um, not Silver, Silver. Oh,
0: I actually have another point. Uh, when Dalinar starts questioning the uh, Knights Radiant that lands, uh, she says to him, Every pasture needs three things. She goes, flocks to grow, herdsmen to tend, and watchers at the rim. We of Alethala are those watchers, the warriors who protect and fight. We maintain the terrible act of killing, then pass them on to others when the desolation comes. You can see how the Shinovar people have taken this to heart, right? Because oh my God. fighting and killing is not very... It's illegal. It, yeah, it's illegal, but it's, and it's, it's the lowest of the low it's the lowest of the low and farming is is truly for like it's truly respected within within the culture so i'm i'm curious still what that connection is with the shinovar and the night's radiance and the herald
1: oh god I, I need this next book i can't wait another 18 months <laughs>
0: It's it's coming. It's coming. Also, she she mentions just shout 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 when you're in danger. I'll hear, and then she just disappears. Is that an ability of the Knight's Radiance? Because is her hearing just incredibly good?
1: What what Nights Radiant Order is she from? She's I, healing, yeah, so we know that, but so we don't know really see any a other Light
0: Weaver. No, Lightweaver
1: sh- Weaver doesn't have that ability. They have soul casting and light shape. Oh, sorry,
0: an Edge Dancer yes. or a Truth Watcher.
1: I think she's a truth watcher.
0: Those are the only two that heal, I think.
1: I think so. You're right. Because Yes, because Kaladin... Sorry, Kaladin. Renarin does tru- heal.
0: Could it be a truth watching ability then? Could be. Like to, to maybe hear... The, they're the
1: watchers at the rim.
0: Yeah. That is really interesting though. The other one I think was a... Might have been a
1: Windrunner. Oh, but for sure. Def, maybe Skybreaker, but almost certainly a Windrunner. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what the pairs always were. This, this could be totally wrong, but... Every time they sent out groups of Knights Radiance, they would always take like one order and then pair them with a Skybreaker or a Windrunner because then they can fly. Right. That makes sense. Damn. That's so epic. Dude, it just makes me so excited for when we are going to get our own Knights Radiance in, you know, uh, like 1,500 more pages. I, uh, know, <laughs> I know. I'm really
0: excited to get to Words of Radiance for Betsy, too. Oh, it's the best book, That's too. Be I think really that is fun. my favorite. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and for my boon. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, all right, so let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, chapter twenty. T- chapter twenty. Uh, really, not much here uh, for me, except for Liren telling Kaladin learn when to care and let, and when to let go, because that's very similar to his the last ideal I think that we get from him, where he earns his shard. His shard plate. It's
1: the exact note that I wrote. Right. So yeah. <laughs> we can move on. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's definitely a little bit of foreshadowing there. So we, we move to on know. to chapter 21, another Kaladin chapter. The bridge crew are learning to literally worship him. Fact. You know, it's slowly happening. He's slowly building that friendship, that adoration from Rock. Teft slowly comes along too.
1: I always thought it was Teft who first agreed. It's rock. rock. Yeah. I've read this book twice. I, I always thought it was Teft, was the first one. It's Rock. Yep.
0: And Rock clearly knows something is up. You know, he knows something's up. So is does going Teft. Tef Teft. I can't well. remember the name tef of the knows, group he's tef, with. Teft knows as well, but Teft doesn't trust himself. True. And he doesn't care enough to. He he's says a bridgeman. He's, <laughs> he's a Bridgman. but oh, he's rock, so pure. Rock is like, I know the arrows aren't hitting you anymore. I don't think Betsy mentioned that. At Thank all. God that but, w- I don't know how we would have explained away. No, that you, one. you you know you you would have been like, let's move on. <laughs> like, yeah. No, no, the arrow because yeah, Rock is like the arrows are hitting all around you, beside your head, next to your hands, but they aren't hitting you. And I obviously I was not going to bring up that quote in the non spoiler section because it's a little too. Oh yeah, on the nose. I I almost
1: wrote it down. I was like, ooh, it's, shouldn't it's do a it. little
0: too on the nose, right? But but we we obviously know why. But it's interesting to know that Rock is paying attention to what's going on there.
1: Well, he's been seeing Syl this entire time. Yeah. The whole fucking effing time. <laughs> Why are you so afraid of cursing yeah, the I, section? I, I'm not afraid Have of your it. Your parents I'm just texted you about that. No, my parents don't care if I swear. <laughs> um, but I I didn't swear once, I think, in the non-spoiler section. And the moment we get to the part where like I'm so excited, I just can't stop swearing. <laughs> oh, man.
0: What are you going to do? But, yeah, no, so... It's interesting that Rock can see it, but can Rock hear still? I don't know about that.
1: Mm. I don't think so,
0: but I definitely know that he can see her. He, he's got, the whole Horn Eaters are interesting.
1: I can't we, wait until we meet his family. We know oh.
0: nothing about them. It's, but they, they They're they all Cosmere aware. They live so right next to aware.
1: one of the perpendiculars. They have
0: got to be in other books.
1: Yeah. we For we, sure. We must have met one or two of them for sure.
0: Dude, absolutely. They have to have been somewhere else. Oh my
1: gosh. You remember when we get in uh I think it's in book four? Uh, Rust and Ruin, one of the guys says. Who What? You didn't know this? No. Oh, but we're not hey, we're not on this In characters. Rhythm I, of I, War. I, when we get back to, when we get to that book in three and a half years, Richie, <laughs> I will let you know. You gotta know. remember,
0: this is my first reread. I oh, I true. don't remember. And yes. I spend years. One of
1: the one of the people that um, Adeline and are with swears by saying rust and ruin um, in
0: the cognitive realm yes okay
1: that makes that makes sense that's fun though I know that's a lot of fun. <laughs> but then like, going back to this chapter and sorry we always get we always get away from it um it's it's wild to think about how important David especially of all of them becomes he is like one of the reasons Kaladin is able to stay alive when he's hiding in Erethru in book four. Right.
0: Right. Isn't he also one of, the, one of the persons that go to the the group that Kaladin forms? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I, and it's so early. And we get him. It's crazy. We see how much Kaladin does for him. Oh, my gosh.
0: I, I, that's what I, I, Yeah, that's what I have here is that this is the beginnings of, of Kaladin worship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the beginnings of them truly believing
1: that no man can kill Kaladin. Oh, my God. Well, still, I think my favorite line of all of this is Malash. The, the only person who can kill Kaladin Stormblessed is himself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I Pursuer's be- like, no, I can do it. a defeated I, one. I believe him. <laughs> well, yeah, he defeats like the most feared fused. Without his powers, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: shout out to uh, JJ uh, for almost getting into the spoiler. Oh, he section. can almost listen to this. He's almost there. Um, Devin getting we, close to
1: We literally haven't even like spoiled a single thing from Elantris. We, he could listen to this. <laughs> we no, we bring
0: up the door a little, a little bit, but yeah, obviously but it was that's, never brought up. Elantris. It's never brought up in Elantris. That, I know. We learned know. a lot
1: more about that from. Honestly, outside of the Outside, book. yeah. We learn right. it from Secret, Met or Secret History. We from, learn it from Lost Metal. We
0: learn, we learn it from lobs as well. Exactly. Right, so yeah. So he could jump in if he, he wanted to. He probably could, but he
1: wouldn't know what it means.
0: No. So do you have anything
1: else for Chapter 21? Two things. It's always funny to me when we see how much of a coward Gaz is, given we know he becomes a deserter. Right. And finally. But deserting is a good thing. Well, it leads him to it, not becoming for the a, uh he leads it he becomes a freaking knight's radiant because he right. deserts.
0: But deserting is a bad thing in, in the Alethi eyes, but in in terms of Gaz deserting, it might be a brave thing to do.
1: That's fair. Right. And you know he becomes saved. Shallan yeah. saves him. But uh the last thing and I think I'm going to start especially whenever I see him get mentioned, I'm going to finish every spoiler section with a a nice resounding fuck moash.
0: Well, that seems fair. That seems fair. That might be another uh, attribute to why you uh, keep cursing more in the spoiler section. <laughs> That's a good point because uh, the, the counter definitely goes up whenever Moash is mentioned. <laughs> That's super true. Uh, he just laughs at him in this
1: one, man. I just I make, know. It spoils my blood. <laughs> I, I don't
0: feel the anger that other people feel to- towards Moash because I just know I understand where he's coming from in trying to save. Trying to save Kaladin and the thing he doesn't he doesn't trust any light eyes. He, his family was like killed by these people that move him like pawns and don't care about him.
1: The same people that killed Teft or Tien.
0: Yeah. It's the same
1: light eyes. Yeah.
0: It can it can. can see how it can be enticing to give in and give that hatred away because it's hard to harbor that towards people. Right and giving it towards a God who promises you that you'll be like free from it all,
1: but don't forget the hatred that he has
0: the most is for himself. That is true.
1: That's the what he feels the most damage from.
0: That is true. It's almost as if Moash is not taking the next step. Moash is staying in place and just Mm. and just seething
1: in it. Oh, and you know what? That thing is such a great way to listen to leave this with Richie because one of the first. Comments in all of chapter 21 here uh, to stop moving would be the same as dying. Who said that? Kaladin. He said it in his mind when he's trying to convince himself to go run with the log. But Nice. And it's a very good tie in there, Rich. Right. Of, of the next step. stops moving.
0: Yeah. Marwash has stopped moving because he's given in. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll end it here. We'll call it a wrap. Uh, thank you to all the listeners who joined us in the spoiler section. Um, And as always, if you'd like to contact us, podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll dive in next time with a couple more chapters and a couple more interesting things to talk about. Until next time, Kremlings.